So last Sunday, we had two of our youth being baptized. Oh, she didn't want to come in here. Where is she? She was there on purpose. Can you go get her? She trying to hide from me. Yeah. Ah. For various reasons. For reasons that I know. I know too. Okay. All right. A few announcements. Our youth camp is this Friday. This Friday, we'll be going to Brantford, Ontario, Circle Square Ranch, for our winter camp. I've said it how many times already today, but I'll say it still again. This is a camp you don't want to miss. Okay. You absolutely don't want to miss this camp. If I were the devil, thank God I'm not, but if I were the devil, one of the things that I will absolutely try to do will be to convince you not to come for the camp. Because I know when you come for the camp, God will touch you. And the devil doesn't want that. So he'll give you a thousand and one reasons why you shouldn't make it for this camp. Okay. You know the devil is fine as long as he doesn't really care if you don't do bad stuff but you also don't follow after God seriously. Right? You, don't, you don't really follow after God but you also don't do bad stuff. The devil is fine with that. The moment you decide that I really want God then he begins to give you reasons why no, you shouldn't go for that thing. No, just... Just be who you are. So I want to strongly encourage you, do yourself a favor. It's not too late. If you didn't know, it's not too late. Talk to mom or dad today. Tell them it's camp. They can pay at the ATM machine. Some parents just paid at the ATM machine right now. Pay at the ATM machine, it's $95. And camp for camp on Friday. We're leaving at 6 p.m. here. So you should be here at 5. PM. We'll have some few snacks. If you come at five, if you come at six, you won't have anything to eat. If you come at five, you get something to eat, and then we'll be on our way. The bus will be leaving at six PM. We will not be arriving at six PM. The bus will be leaving at six PM. Okay, princess. All right. So make it a point to come. Our theme is diligent seekers. God is really going to bless our lives. It's going to be different. I'm looking forward to it. We've been reading the New Testament this year. If you haven't started or been part of it, I encourage you to join. We're in Mark chapter 9 today, right? Those of you who have read it. It's blessing my life. Make sure you are in the plan. If you are not reading the Bible every day, you're just not taking your Christian life seriously. I mean, that's the truth. And it's only a matter of time and the devil will give you a knockout. Okay? So be smarter than the devil. Get in the Bible. 
get on the plan. Let's read the Bible every day. By the end of this year, we would have finished reading through the whole New Testament. So that when I stand here, I'm talking about um, how Paul raised the man from the dead who fell from the windows whilst Paul was preaching and died. You know what I'm talking about? Do you guys know that story? Did you know that Paul was preaching and somebody was sitting by the window and he was sleeping whilst Paul was preaching? And he fell down from the window on the story onto the floor and died. Was it Paul or Peter? See, I don't even remember. I think it was Peter. Or maybe it was Paul, one of them. It was Peter, Paul. And so he prayed and then he woke up. But if you have read through the New Testament with me and I'm talking about something like that, you will know what we're talking about and you'll be able to ask questions. In fact, this morning when I was reading the scripture for today, Jesus took the disciples to the Mount of Transfiguration, right? And whilst he was there with them, his countenance or his appearance began to change and he became very white, I mean, so bright. And Moses and Elijah came, appeared, and were talking to him. Okay? And the disciples, Peter, James, and John, who were there with him, saw that. Right? So they saw something. And after some time, the whole thing vanished, and they saw only Jesus standing there in his human form, like normal. And Jesus told them, don't say anything to anyone until after I have resurrected. Of course, they didn't still understand all of this. They didn't even understand what, what he means by after I have resurrected because they didn't think Jesus was going to die. But then they had questions. They began to ask Jesus a question. How come then that the scribes or our teachers, the scribes were the teachers, how come our teachers were telling us that Elijah must first come? before welcome doctor Elijah must first come before the Messiah will come right you know the Bible said that if you read Malachi Bible says I will send you Elijah the prophet before the Messiah comes so they knew that so the, see they've been reading the Bible like we've been reading the New Testament they've been reading something they've been studying something even though they didn't understand. You see, so not understanding the Bible is not an excuse for not reading the Bible. Still read it. And at this moment, when they had this vision, then they had questions. And then they, they, they were able to ask the question. You, you think with me, if they didn't know that Elijah was to come before the Messiah, will they have a question to ask? No. They'll be clueless. They'll have nothing to ask, and they will not know anything more. So the Bible says, the one who has, more will be given to him. The one who does not have, even the little he has will be taken away from him. What that means is, if you have, which means you are reading the New Testament with us, you are learning something you have, more will be given because you have the opportunity to ask questions and more will be given to you. But if you think, oh, I don't need to read the Bible, you don't know anything, you don't have anything, then you're not going to increase in your knowledge of God. I came to know God the way I knew him because I decided the moment I became a Christian that I'm going to read the whole Bible from cover to cover. Amazingly, 
I discovered that Bible in my staff just recently because I brought it with me from Ghana, this red Bible, torn apart. Like, I mean, if you see the Bible, you feel sorry for the Bible. All marked up. So hop on to this plan. U version app. U version app. How many of us have U version app on our phone, tablet, computer? U version app. Okay. If you don't have the link and you've not joined, some of your friends have joined, contact them, they can send you the link. Talk to me after service, I'll send you the link, okay? And join, and let's read through the New Testament. Where is Nana? Are you lying to me or you are standing? Did you? Okay. Now, the youth podcast also has a recording of everything we talk about here. You go on and then you listen. Okay, you go on the church website, the youth menu, you'd see iTunes, Android podcast, depending on the phone you have. Subscribe and get the messages. Your life will not be the same. Amen. This year, our theme is Seek Now. By now, you should remember this, right? Nearness to God, outreach to community, we stay together. And we, our theme scripture has been Ecclesiastes 12.1. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come. Courtney, you know there are difficult days ahead. You know that. You really know that. That there are difficult days ahead. Princess, are you sure? Because it's so easy right now in your, your, in your youthful days to think that life is going to be blissful all the time. But there are difficult days ahead, Chloe. There are difficult days ahead. If you're smart, you will get somebody with you who can help you during those difficult days. Right? And that's why he's telling us, remember now your creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come. When you say, I have no pleasure, pleasure. Know what pleasure is? What's pleasure, Chloe? Um, <clears throat> like happiness. Happiness. What are some things that bring pleasure to young people like yourself? Yes, Ransford. Just having, fun. having fun, partying. What else? Food brings, a lot. Food brings a lot of fun. What else? You guys, why, why are you pretending like you don't know what brings fun to you guys? What are the things that bring fun? Yes, Joanna? Friends. Friends. Uh-huh. What else? Princess? Okay. What? In, game. In games. Game. Playing games. Playing games. Okay. How about falling in love? You people are pretending like you are angels. Or you don't think falling in love is pleasurable. Maybe some of you haven't fallen in love yet. But it's on your journey. You will at some point think that you are in love. 
and you will think that it's pleasurable. Huh? It's a good feeling to know that somebody likes you. Isn't it a good feeling? Ladies, isn't it a good feeling to know that somebody likes you? Guys, how do you feel when you know that this very nice lady in the classroom who everybody likes actually likes you? How do you feel? Don't you feel good? Yeah, feels good. Oh, Beverly, we're trying to see what are things that bring pleasure to young people. You see, she's laughing. Uh, and I'm saying that just knowing that somebody likes you. Not really. He said, what if they're ugly? Okay, what if, okay, let's say somebody that everybody likes, you actually secretly like, right? And then all of a sudden, your friend whispered to you, you know what this person was telling me? That they actually like you. Don't you feel good? Sure. You feel good, right? Because we are created by God as sexual beings. We are created as sexual beings. We enjoy it to know that somebody of the opposite sex likes us. I mean, the world is perverse now and crooked now, so they've made it all weird. But you guys know the normal way is that boys like girls and girls like boys. That's a normal thing, right? Right? That's the truth. I mean, don't pretend like you don't have feelings. All of you are full of fire feelings more than I even can imagine. Right? Girls like boys, boys like girls. And as a young person, you think that this is all there is to the world. Pleasure. But he says, before the difficult days draw near, when you say, I have no pleasure. I have no pleasure in it. That this world that you see now, that appears to be full of so much pleasure, the same world, you can get to a point where you actually say the world is no more fun. It's no more pleasurable. That is the reality. If you're smart and you learn it now, you will remember your creator now. So that's why I'm saying, challenging you guys, don't miss camp. Because at camp... Something will happen to you this year at camp that your life will never be the same again. I mean, you will always refer to this camp. Say, so that is when everything turned around for me. And that is why one thing the devil is up to doing this week is to try to prevent you from coming to camp. So don't let him succeed. Okay? So that's our theme scripture for this. What's happened here? Okay. We're going to begin our service today. I want us to listen to this song. And then we will begin. Hadassah, good to see you with your glasses. Hey, <laughs> I reserve my comments. All right, let's 
listen to this song. I want you to pay attention to the lyrics, okay? And then we will begin.
Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence with us this morning. Unveil our eyes. Open our hearts. Unblock our ears. Cause us to be affected by the power of your word. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Let the words that I speak be spirit and life. Not according to my own wisdom, but according to the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is it too hot in here? Is it too hot? It's okay? Don't fall asleep. Everybody, I want to see the white part of your eye. So... Open your eye so I can see the white part. Make sure you're looking at me. Princess, I can't see the white part. Okay. All right. We're starting a new series today, True Story. Those of you who are here in the morning, we went through a bit of it. We're picking up from there. True Story. What God wants us to do about poverty. About poverty. And... This is a series that will run till the end of March. March 31st will be the last day. But it's not what you think it's about, okay? So pay attention and let's see what God will teach us. Today, we're looking at getting a glimpse of God's story. We're just, it's just an introduction today. Looking into God's plan for this world. God's plan for this world. Uh, in the morning, we did an activity. Um, those of you weren't here. And the activity essentially was to tell us that sometimes what somebody originally intends and what another person on the receiving end gets may be two different things. Right? I could say something like, I am pregnant with ideas, right? And if I were to ask you to represent that in a drawing, you could draw me with a big belly and write inside my belly ideas, right? And then if you were to ask another person to write that drawing in words, they may not say that I'm pregnant with ideas, 
And they say there's a pregnant woman with a sticky note on her tummy that says ideas. Right? But meanwhile, what I originally had in my mind was that I am full of ideas. But as things progress and as people see things differently, it's hard to get what the original person had in their mind. Okay? And so one thing I had asked was, if we were to describe our world today, what words will we use? And Judah, I can see the white part of your eyes. I want to see the white part of everybody's eyes. So make sure you're looking at me with your eyes wide open. Uh, yeah, I can see. All right. So if we were to describe our world today, we will all not describe it with good words. Like all the descriptions that we got, chaos, confusion, pain, suffering, and all of that. I mean, I'm thinking Jesus standing here as he is right now, hearing you describe his world that he created. I mean, his heart is broken. That I mean, this world that I made, this is how you're describing it, right? Because that wasn't what he had in his mind when he was creating this world, when he was creating you and I all the confusion that is around us, that isn't what God had in his mind. And so we want to really get a glimpse of what did God really have in his mind when he was creating this world. Hallelujah. So in this series, we're going to understand what is the biblical view of poverty. Understand how this world came to be this way. We'll look more into that next week. Explore the promise of restoration and then hear for ourselves an invitation to begin to discover how we play a part in that story. Okay? How Nick fits into that story. How Chloe fits into that story. Chloe, I can't see your white eye. I want to see the white part of everybody's eye. Okay? So that's what we'll be looking at. And to begin with today... I want to ask you, what is poverty? What do you think? What is poverty? Irina? Being poor. Being poor. And living in bad conditions. Living in bad conditions. Being poor, living in bad conditions. Ransford, what do you think? Um, being in a situation that's not very ideal for your well-being. Being in a situation that's not very ideal for your well-being. Good. What else? Gabriel, what is poverty? Lacking resources needed to properly live life. Lacking resources to properly live life. Yes, somebody from this side. Liz, what is poverty? Not living well. Is that what you say? Not living well. Having nowhere to live. Having nowhere to live. Yes. Who else? Guys, what is poverty? What would you say? Chris, what is poverty? Homelessness. Homelessness, right. Homelessness. Homelessness. Could somebody be rich and be poor? Somebody can be rich and be poor. Is what? Poor is what? Poor is what? 
Poor in spirit. Poor in spirit, okay. <laughs> poor in spirit. Could somebody be rich? Could we have a rich man who is poor? Yes? Are you shaking your head? Yes? Could we have a rich person who is poor? Who is the richest person in the world? Who? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, money. Jeff Bezos? The Amazon guy. Okay. <laughs> okay, so could, could he be a poor person? Come on, guys. Work with me here. Could he be a poor person? Not like in riches. In what sense will he be poor? He could be poor in spirit. But Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. So I don't think it's a poor in spirit. But like, it depends on poverty. Because like, when we're talking about rich, rich doesn't always mean materialistic stuff. Rich always doesn't mean materialistic stuff. Guys, are you listening? Rich doesn't always mean materialistic stuff. Do you agree? You agree, Isaac? Rich doesn't always mean materialistic stuff. So what is poverty then? Because all that you talked about, like not living well, not having the resources, um, being homeless, and all of that, if I'm rich, I will not have any of those problems. But you are still saying that I could be poor. If I'm rich, I will live in a mansion, I will have everything that I need, right? How can I be poor then? Oh. <laughs> They are basing it off of the picture that I used. I put a picture there because that's what we all think when we hear of poverty. Right? There's poverty in this world. We need to do something about it. That's what we think. So, what do we think? If we're saying that you could be rich and still be poor, what is poverty? I'm trying to get the, the meaning of poverty. I don't get it. You guys teach me. Being inferior due to not having a good quality of life. What will make you have a good quality of life? Knowing God, are you sure? <laughs> We're talking about poverty. We're talking about poverty. Yes, Liz. Yes. Having a lack of food, education, and those stuff, right? What will make people lack those stuff? Lack of money, right? If you have money, you can go to school. If you have money, you can have a place to live. You can have food to eat, right? So is poverty then lack of money? Yes? No? No. So we're saying that you could have money and still be poor. No? Okay. I have succeeded. I wanted to confuse you guys, and I think I've succeeded in confusing you. So that's good. You see, the definition of poverty is not simply the lack of money, food, and resources. Poverty is much bigger than that. Yes, it includes that. But the real root of poverty is much bigger than money, food, and resources. That is why you could have rich people commit suicide. They have all the money. They have everything. You hear they just did an overdose on drugs and they're dead. 
right? So they're, they're not really rich. They're not really rich. Poverty is much bigger than not having money, not having a home, not having uh, good food. Much, much bigger than that. And when we are talking about true story here, and trying to understand what did God really have in his mind when he was creating this world? And how has it that this world has now transformed to become the world that we see? I want you to remember that poverty is much bigger than what you have or don't have in terms of resources. Okay? We need to properly understand what poverty is, how it started, and the role that we can play to make a difference. Because if we don't understand what has caused this poverty that we're talking about, we can't make a difference. You can't make a difference. So that's what we're going to look into. We read this scripture, but I want us to read it one more time, and I'm going to read it. Isaiah 58, verse 6, 7, and verse 10. Look at what the Bible says. It's not the fast. It's not, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bonds of wickedness. Okay? So it talks about wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. And that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Okay? Verse 10. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. Hallelujah. I want you to look again at this scripture. Okay? We're going to dissect this scripture and try to see what the Bible is talking about. God was talking to the people of Israel. They were Christians like you and I are. They believed in God. They were very spiritual. So spiritual that they liked to fast. So they fasted often. I mean, how many of you fast every week? Right? See, it's not many of us. So, so in terms of spirituality, these guys are more spiritual than we all are. They fast regularly. But God was telling them that away with your fasts. It's noise in my ears. I don't want any of your fasts. You know why? Because God was saying when they were fasting, they were not doing the right things. And what was those? He said, if you are going to fast right, then lose the bonds of wickedness. Put it in our context. We dress nicely. We come to church. We have everything we need. We have everything in our home. We have need of nothing. We come to church. Is it wrong to come to church? You know, you have to. It's good. We worship God. And God is saying, for all of that that you're doing, Hadassah, I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with it. Why? Because whilst you are doing all that, your own flesh, which means another human being like you, not an angel, but another human being like you hasn't eaten for three days, right? Has nowhere to stay, right? A baby about to die because the mother doesn't have money to buy milk for, her, for the baby. 
right? And they are not far away from us, like you have to take a, an airplane to go. Right here in Brampton, or right here in Toronto, right here in Mississauga, where we are, our own people, human beings like us, are suffering. And God is saying, I care about them as much as I care about you. I created them. You know, the big story. Right? So God is looking at the big story and seeing his world that he created. And he is concerned about all of these. And he is looking out for you and I to do something about it. And so he's saying, I want you to lose the bonds of wickedness. It is wickedness that puts people into those kind of conditions. Wickedness. You know why? It's wickedness that will make a mother only care about her feelings and not her babies. So if a mother cares about her feelings, all that she wants is to just enjoy life with this um, Jimmy Joe boyfriend that she's found. Right? Jimmy Joe is handsome, nicely looking, good talking guy. And this mom, before she became a mom, all she cared about is enjoyment. Remember? Pleasure. Would not think, what if a baby comes? How am I going to take care of the baby? It's wickedness. It is wickedness that makes the people pass a law that allows mothers to kill their babies at birth. And they say it's legal, quote-unquote legal. Now, the, the other synonym for legal, if you care to know, in God's dictionary is demonic. What they call legal, God calls demonic or devilish. So don't be fooled by it's legal. Okay? They allow a mother to kill a baby at birth. Baby is born, and then the doctor will take the knife and kill the baby, and they say it's not murder. That's the wickedness that has come into this world. And God is saying, you and I can pretend that that is not happening to us, so we don't care, and we'll just dress nicely, and come to church, and sing our nice songs, and jump around, and fall down on our faces, like we are worshiping God. And God says, you do all that, and I'm not happy with you, because you have neglected your own flesh. He says, you are hiding, verse 7, you are hiding yourself from your own flesh. Your own fellow human being. He's not an alien. He's a human being like you are. Amen? You see, the reality in this world is that people are suffering. And it is not because they chose the suffering. It is because this world, as God intended it, has been shifted. Next week, we'll look at how that shift happened. But I want you to see from this scripture that God is not happy. Okay? He says in verse 10, if you extend your soul to the hungry. Okay. You see, he's, he's talking, it's more than giving food to the hungry. Giving food to the hungry is not the same as extending your soul to the hungry. Hmm? Are you with me, Chloe? Chloe? Are you with me? No, you're not with me. Let me see your white eyes. The white part of your eyes. 
whose white eye am I not seeing now? Okay, I can see everybody's white eyes. What was I saying? It's not happy. But I said something after that. Uh huh. I said something after that. Extending your soul is not the same as giving food to the hungry. Extending your soul to the hungry is not the same as giving food to the hungry. Do you, do you, do you know that? Think about this. I have money. You have money. There are some homeless people who need food. Okay? I sit in my nice office and then I give money to some people to go and buy food for them. Another person, who is also as equally rich as I am, gives the money, goes himself, stands in the cold where those homeless people are, and gives them the food. The two of us, who do you think really cares about them? Right? Because you put your life into it. You know, there was a, there's a story being told about the pig, the pig and the hen and um, the cow. The pig, the hen, and the cow, they were having a conversation about making a contribution towards Michaela's breakfast. Okay, Michaela's breakfast. So the pig, the hen, and the cow, they wanted to see what, what will you contribute for Michaela's nice breakfast before she goes to, to school. And the cow says, I'll contribute milk. And the hen says, I'll contribute eggs. Right? And then the pig says, me, I won't contribute anything. Because you people are saying you will contribute something because your skin is not in the game. You know? Me, if I say I want to contribute something, I'm contributing my flesh to make the harm. Right? To make the thing that she's going to eat. It's my flesh. My blood will have to come into the thing because they'll have to cut it. I can't just do the egg and the milk like you guys do it. So you realize that even in helping the poor, there are those who do it from their soul because their life is in it. But then there are those who just sit far back and say, oh, let's just send the money. We will not do anything. We don't want to bother about it because it is not our own flesh and blood. Are you with me? Let's look at this scripture and then I'll sum up. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking. Or this scripture is about Jesus. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. The poor. To proclaim liberty to the captives. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Okay. Do you know that in your class in school, there are people who are brokenhearted? Yeah. I mean, they smile and do all the whatever, but they are broken hearts. Everyone knows it. Right? Some guy disappointed her, or some girl disappointed him, or some dad badly disappointed her. Did you know that? Do you know there are some who've been abused by their own parents and they are with you in your class, but they never tell you, you don't know? 
There are people who are scared to go back home because of the abuse they'll be going back to. There are those who don't know if their schooling will even continue after high school. They know that, no, that, that's it. Broken-hearted. Those who are in prison who are bound. There are people in your class who are doing drugs, but they want to stop. You know? Are you, are you guys with me? What do I do on your phones? Hey, don't do that. Put your phones down. They want to stop the drugs that they are doing. Can you think of somebody in your school who you know is doing drugs? Can you think of one person? That you know this person is doing drugs. Can you? Huh? Now, would you believe it if you were to... Can you imagine that this person who is doing drugs that I'm thinking of right now, he actually wants to stop? Can you imagine it? Is it imaginable? You see that it's hard for you to imagine it because we feel that the people who are doing bad things, they want to do bad things. That is the devil lying to us. Okay? Here, Jesus is saying, I have been sent to set those people free, to open the prison to those who are bound, and to set them free. Okay? And he's saying to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord to comfort all those who mourn. Before we, there's one video I want to show. Sorry? Someone can, can you go and check on? Michaela, yeah, go check on. Somebody's locked in there. All right. Let, let me try and wrap up here. So, the whole point of what I want to communicate is that I want you to begin to think that to just be a Christian and come to church and be a nice person is not enough. There is something that we need to do to affect other people's lives who may not have it like we all do. So, there's this young lady in Toronto um, by the name of Alisa. She had this realization. She, a Christian lady, she realized that, you know, there is something bigger going on in this world than my little world view. And so she tried to find out what is my place that God has for me in this world. And as she began to look more into it and allowed God to unfold his picture to her, she began to see how in her own small way, she could also make a difference. And you will not believe it. This whole series that we are going through is as a result of her work. And so I want you to meet Alisa. Let's see what she has to say.
Hi there, my name's Alyssa. I live in Toronto with my parents and my younger brother. I like to think I'm a pretty normal 17 year old. I like hanging out with my friends and I enjoy movie nights with my family. I also like sports. My dad got me into basketball when I was younger, and my brother and I still love to play. I'm also passionate about writing, and I started a blog a couple years ago. It might be strange to enjoy writing outside of school, but I love it, especially because I can use it to share about two of my biggest passions, my faith and social justice. Growing up, my parents wanted my brother and I to understand that serving people less fortunate than us is a big part of being a Christian. But I didn't always understand what that meant. I had everything I needed and most of what I wanted. So do most of us. Sometimes my family and I would go and serve Christmas dinner at a homeless shelter. But serving people you don't know can feel uncomfortable and awkward. You don't always feel like you're making a difference. But the Bible says that we're to seek justice and act with mercy. And living in Toronto provides plenty of opportunities for me to do just that. Whenever I go downtown, I see people laying on the street or begging for change. Many people just walk right by, pretending they're not there. After all, what can we really do to help? When I started high school, I was determined to figure this out. I got involved with organizations that were fighting for justice and serving the poor. I wanted to volunteer, to save lives, to serve others, to change the world. But there was a problem with that. There's just too much need. For every one person you stop to help, there are thousands more still waiting. How in the world could I make any sort of impact? And I think it's right to be asking that. Because the more I think about it, the more I realize that it's not up to me to save the world. Because this life is not my story. It's God's story. I'm just one small part of it. But he's invited me. He's invited all of us to be a part of his story. One that is so much bigger than we could ever understand. I don't know what kind of story it is, but what I do want to know is how I fit into it. Okay, let's go to the light. So, next week, we will begin to go into details what this story is about and how we can fit into it. But for this series, what we'll try to do is to try to identify with poverty, okay? So this week's challenge is a poverty challenge that I'm really throwing out to all of us. This particular one is one that's going to be difficult for myself to do. But I want all of us to do it, okay? You want to know what this challenge is? No, this is a personal challenge. At some point in this series, we're going to do something practical, real, life-touching, 
to people, okay? But this whole thing about poverty, you know, you don't, remember when I talked to you about your skin in the game? It's one thing to sit nicely in your office and be sending money. It's another thing when you're out there in the cold and you're embracing the people and greeting them and helping them. There's a, a certain humanness to it that you don't get. That's how Jesus was to us. I mean, Jesus could have sat in heaven and said, hey, it's okay, just get them to come to heaven. I don't want to have anything to do with them. They are sinners. But what he decided to do was, no, I'm actually going to go to them, be like them, live amongst them, walk with them, and die for them. That is the Christian way to behave, to identify with people who are weak and poor. And so we want to do that this week as our child. Every week we'll have a challenge, but this week in our identifying with poverty, we're going to take one day to fast or take a break from technology this week. Um, 24 hours? 24 hours. 24 hours. Now, I'm just going to be quiet and see how pampered you all are. Now, let me hear you. Uh -huh. 24 hours. 24 hours. See, aren't you shocked yourself at how well to do we all are? Do you know that the way you are living right now, if we were to go back maybe 100 years, you are richer than a princess who lived in a palace? Do you know that? Or you don't think so? They did, but you have much more now compared to the rest of the world. You, you are much more wealthier than 80% of the world. Did you know that? As you are now, you are richer than 80% of the world. But if I were to ask you, you'd say you have no money, right? But you're not having any money is richer than people in the world. So here's a caveat. For 24-hour period in the next week, avoid using any screen-based technology. Now, this is difficult for me, okay, person, I must tell you. The good thing is that this will include your cell phone, TV, and computer. But if you need computer to do homework, plan to use a computer at the school library. So essentially, what this challenge is, is that you want to cut off yourself from the world. Okay? Why? Why? Why would you want to do this? Because if we want to identify with your age mate, somebody at your age in another world who doesn't have what you have, Right? They don't have any of those things that you have. How would you identify with them? Okay? So, I will encourage all of you to try this with me this week. Pick a day. Could it be Friday? That. Just do it at church camp. Pick a day. Yes, it could be at church camp. Could be any, it could be any day. Pick a day that you will not go on TV. You will not go on phone, and you will not go on computer. 
Okay. Is that easy? Is that is that difficult to do? It's much madness. Pick a day that you are going to fast from technology. Just pick a day. It's just a fasting. If you if you need to do your homework, right? Of course, if you need to do your homework, how are you going to do your homework without a computer? You can do it on your. See, okay, wait, wait, wait. Here, guys, listen. Shh, are you listening? We're trying to put ourselves in the shoe of a poor person in our school whose parents don't have money to buy them a phone. So they don't have a phone. They don't have a computer at home. They don't have TV at home, right? We're trying to mimic that person. That person is in your same school. If they need to do their homework, they have to, they have to stay back at school to use a school computer to still do it, right? If you are in that situation, how you want to feel life the way they will feel life. How difficult it is when you don't have access to information in an instant. So what is it that this will help us? One, you'll feel how difficult it is to not have access to information and to people in an instant. But more importantly, when you get to do this, you will realize all of a sudden that you have so much time to begin to focus on things that really matter. Now, instead of staying on your phone and sending a chat, you don't have your phone, but there's a human being standing right beside you in the elevator, you could talk to that person. Right? But the point is that you will be able to focus on the things that really matter. Okay? The challenge is out there. I encourage you all to do it. Let's pray. Okay? Beverly, you're picking one day. Irina, you're picking one day. Okay, good. So, just one day without TV, without phone, without computer. Just one day. Come on. It's not like the whole week. Just one day. So, when we get to camp, I'll get you to tell me how it felt like, okay, when you are doing it. If you can do it at camp, sure. No phone, no TV, no computer. If, if your phone was stolen, what would you do? But your mom is not going to buy the phone day. Okay. 
Wow. See, you guys are all, you guys are all crying and whatever. I have two I have two phones and two laptops, right? And so if I'm going to fast from TV, I mean I don't already I don't want TV anyways. We're going to fast from TV, computers, and phones. I am going to feel it more than you guys. No, we're doing technology fasting. Okay. All right. Let's pray. That's a difficult, a difficult ask, eh? <laughs> this is not difficult at all. This is not difficult at all. You see how, you see how far away we are from reality in the world. Hello, guys. Are you with me? Do you know 80% of the world is not thinking about a cell phone or a TV or a computer? That's not what they are thinking about. They are thinking about food to eat. Why can't we do Because our biggest problem is technology in our world. Our problem is not food, where we live. All right, guys, are you ready to pray? Let's be on our feet as we pray. So, your first prayer, I want you to thank God for one thing. Okay? Look at your life now. Thank God for just one thing. That you are all complaining about doing this technology thing is even something you need to thank God for. Right? That you have something that we could even ask for you to put away. To thank God. Thank God for one thing that you have or you enjoy right now that many people in the world don't have, don't enjoy. You are parents. Thank God that you are parents. Not everybody has parents. You know your mom, thank God. I know someone who doesn't know who her mom is. Hmm? She doesn't know who her mom is. She's still in this world. Doesn't know who her mom is. Doesn't know whether her mom is alive or not. So you have a mom, thank God. Thank God that you have a dad. Many people don't know who their dad is. Thank God that you have a dad. However, however he is, however, whatever, that's not your business. Thank God for him. Close your eyes and pray. Thank God for one thing. Don't take things for granted. Thank God for one thing. There's something God has given you, has done for you, in your heart, say, God, thank you. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Now, our next prayer. Ask God to help you with an area you felt challenged by today through reading His Word. As we're reading the Bible and having 
conversation. Something that really nudged you, that really hit you, say, oh yeah, that's true. And you felt that you are not doing much or you are guilty. And you close your eyes and talk to God. Thank you, Lord. Now let me pray. Lord Jesus, you took our infirmity upon you, our weakness, our sickness, our poverty. And you became poor so that we might become rich. You took our place. You humbled yourself became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. And they spat in your face, and they made fun of you, and they beat your back, could, we could not recognize you. Lord Jesus, you set an example for us, and you told us that greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his brother. You have called us, to do just this, to lay down our lives for others, to come out of this bondage and slavery and wickedness and injustice that has pervaded our world. We have no power of our own, Jesus. As we're just having conversation about fasting from technology, you see how we are so bound into our own things. Because you have been so gracious to us and blessed us with many things. And we pray that you help us this week, Lord, to begin to see the world from a different eye. To begin to feel the world from a different skin. To begin to know how it is like for other people all over this world. When they wake up in the morning, even the place they had slept begin to trouble us greatly in our hearts until we begin to be concerned and cry out to you to use us in whatever way you see fit to also affect our generation, to affect this world. Help us, Jesus. Now I pray and I ask, as you have promised us to be with us at camp, let your power begin to be manifest in our life from today. As we go from here throughout the week, let every youth, those here and those not here, begin to sense a mighty presence of the Holy Spirit that will begin from us in our homes and lead us all the way to camp. And let your power and presence be with us so that by the time we leave and come back, we will know that God has been among us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, there is communion today. Somehow the communion hasn't come. So before we share the grace, I'll ask that we sit down. And Ruthie, can you go and get the communion? So whilst we 
while she does that, I'll take any questions, any questions at all on any topic at all that you may have. You're coming for camp, right? Huh. We'll talk. Okay. Uh -huh. We're leaving at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. So try and be here at 5. We'll have some snacks. Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention. How many of us want to go on the horseback riding? There is an extra fee. <laughs> it's fifteen dollars. Only fifteen dollars. Sorry. What? Tell them to give us a discount. There's an extra fifteen dollars if you want to go on the horseback riding. I'll give you a deal. I'll pay for five and then you pay for ten. If you want to go for the horseback riding. So, um, let me know because I need to let them know. Okay? Bridget, you're coming, right? No, you have to. You have to. Okay. Yes, we are doing lots of activities. Why? You are coming. I already talked to you. Yes, you are coming. Oh, Vanessa, I need to talk to you before you leave, okay? Today. I need to talk to you. Uh, any question? What? Probably, maybe two hours. Because it's very important what I need to talk to her about. <laughs> Kivon, how are you? You're coming for camp, right? Yeah. Is mommy here today? Dad? So go talk to mom. Okay? And come. Yes. Yeah. Sure. On the day for everybody is one twenty five. No, it's one twenty-five. On the day, that's that's actually the real price, and the ninety-five is discounted by the church, right? No, because after today, I have to give the numbers to the camp people, and if more people come, the camp people are going to charge me more for not telling them the numbers. Do you get it? Because they're going to make the food for however number I tell them. And if all of a sudden we have more people... Can you what? Soup. We'll be fasting. 
We'll be fasting from Friday to Sunday. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Any more questions? Can you tell them to make Can I get all the names Show by hand those of you who are coming or you have paid already. You have paid or you, you intend to. You have the receipt here? Good. Give it to Michaela. So, Can you guys your hand if you're coming to write your name down, please? I need to confirm the numbers to the camp. So, whether you have the money here or not, raise your hand if you know you are going to come. Raise your hand. Talk. Did you talk to mom? We'll talk. I know, but we'll we'll, we'll talk. Go tell her. Make sure you tell her to prepare the ATM machine. I can talk to her. I'll talk. We can talk to her. Yeah, in the media room. Yes. The check. Good. Give it to Michaela. Yes. <laughs> Michaela, Belinda has is bringing her friend. Belinda, what's your friend's name? Belinda, what's your friend's name? Selena. All right. Hello. Can I have your attention? If you are on your phone, other than Michaela, please put your phone down. We're going to have communion. Communion is serious business. You don't want to play with communion. Ruthie, no, we're having communion. Irina, you always have to treat communion with all respect, okay? All respect. Jesus is standing right here, okay? And if he sees you having communion and treating it lightly, he's not happy. Okay? It wasn't fun when he was hanging on the cross. So, I want you to treat communion time with all seriousness. People actually die because they disrespect communion. Did you know that? No. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. That people die because they treated communion lightly. Don't, don't treat spiritual things lightly. No. This is the moment I pray over it becomes the body of Jesus and his blood. It's very powerful. Demons are scared of this thing. So don't treat it lightly. And don't let anything keep you away from partaking of communion. Okay? Anything that keeps you away from partaking of communion can keep you from getting into heaven. That's the truth. So when you are passing over communion, ask yourself, why? Why am I not taking it? I mean, some of you are told that if you are not baptized yet, you can't have communion. That's not true. Okay? You can have communion if you have not been baptized. 
but you are encouraged to be baptized. There is no reason why you should not be baptized if you believe in Jesus. And if you believe, are you listening? And if you believe in Jesus for all this while and you have not been baptized, you are walking in disobedience because Jesus commanded us to be baptized. And so if you are walking in disobedience, that's a sin, which is why if you are taking communion on top of a sin, that's like drinking a deadly medication. Okay? And that's why it's been, sometimes we are told, wait till you are baptized. But you are a Christian, believe in Jesus, you have to come for baptism. Next baptism is in this month. Write your name, we'll have you baptized. How many of us here have not been baptized in water? By immersion, not by sprinkling. By immersion, we'll put you into the water. Show by hand. If you have not yet been baptized. Like underwater, not? Yep, underwater. Not like sprinkling. <laughs> so, those of you who have not been baptized, I'm writing down your name for the next baptism, okay? Sorry? Yeah, the one, at, the one when you're a baby doesn't count. Okay? So, those of you who had your hand up, are you listening? Yeah. Writing down your name for the next baptism, you can still take the communion because Jesus knows that you are not baptized because we are not doing baptism now. Okay? So, nothing is going to happen to you. But if you are not comfortable within yourself, you feel that I'm still not ready, don't let me force you, okay? Still your personal decision, and I respect that. If you want to pass over, that's still fine. I respect that. But I just want to challenge you that it's not okay. So whatever it is that is making you pass over, try and deal with it after, so that next time when we have communion, you can partake. Close your eyes with me. Bakora shotas. Lebarado shimandoski satavaloski. No talking, please focus. There is power here right now. The presence of the Lord is here. Lora platis koshabadele kosias. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Barakushibalo baseke. I decree judgment upon every demonic spirit that is at work in anybody's life right now. By the power of the blood, everyone here is going to be set free. Thank you, Father, for these emblems. I lift them before your holy throne in the name of Jesus. By faith, we partake of the communion of his blood and of his body. Let this represent the body of Jesus broken for us and his blood that was shed on Calvary's tree for us. As we drink of his blood, I decree in the name of Jesus, judgment upon every Agent of darkness, spirits of wickedness, tormenting anyone in this place, putting anyone in any form of bondage, by reason of the superior blood of Jesus, let deliverance happen right now. As we eat of his body, let the stripes of Jesus bring healing to everybody in this place. Sicknesses that are hidden in our physical body, 
I command healing in the name of Jesus. Pain that come to us at various cycles. In the name of Jesus, I decree healing as we partake of his body. And I issue a decree for divine protection for everyone in this place as we eat of his body and drink of his blood. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Can you take one and pass it around? I want you, don't, don't be distracted. Be in a mood of prayer. Continue to be in a mood of prayer. You can sit and close your eyes and be praying. Ruthie, you can't take communion with gum in your mouth. Jerelabos. Vela Prandoski, Shandara Labatoles. Melovra Delemendos, Kishada Badola Bedoros. Zilam Vretos, Kishola Mandes. Mere Mola Bredola Mandeles. Ora Hila Basakindos. Shedora Babadas, Kifaradeles. Thank you, Jesus. Sombrondele Faroski Mandus. Das sibota tesomondis kisale sobrendola anfeshumenolizadoles. Korolobos. I want you to be praying. Be praying. Borondis kishandara la bataya. Shivorone bradile brados kishondara la bacadeles. Paradola masikendorolobos shiki batayas. Zetele lebesuriadabas. Shall we be on our feet? Let's be on our feet. Everybody was going to be baptized. They all went into the water and came out and nothing happened. But Jesus, Bible said when he was going to be baptized, he was praying. Because he was praying, when he got into the water and he came out, heavens opened and a dove came upon him. So we partake of this communion, be in a mood of prayer. I declare this to be the body of Jesus broken for us. Let's partake of his body. I declare this to be his blood that was shed for us in the name of Jesus. Let's partake of the blood of Jesus. Let me pray. Lift up your hands with me. In the name of Jesus, I bind devils. I bind evil spirits. Demons of lust. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of these ones. By the blood of Jesus, demons of all forms of sexual perversion, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. By the blood covenant, I command you to come out of the lives of these ones. In the name of Jesus Christ, spirits of the world, Pleasures of this world, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of them. 
every devil of pornography. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Spirits of deception. I come against your hold in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to let them go. In the name of Jesus Christ. I break your power over their lives by the superior blood of Jesus. Be set free. Be set free. In the name of Jesus Christ, be set free. Be loosed. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no hold. I command you to loose your hold over their lives. By the blood of Jesus, I decree freedom. I decree freedom. I decree freedom. In the name of Jesus, let the fire of the Lord blaze through your body now. In the name of Jesus, fire. 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 In the name of Jesus. You can no longer remain in hiding. In the name of Jesus, I smoke you out by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Lose her now. Lose her now. Lose her now. Lose her now. By the fire of the Holy Spirit, lose her now. In the name of Jesus, lose her now. I rebuke you. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out. Come out. Out in the name of Jesus. Out in the name of Jesus. Out. I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Leclezofali maduski vazetos. Selombrandis cavadi alabradis keshonte belushi hadabazas. Caravelom bredoski fasantele badurias. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Leromonosh kivasatele bedulis. Shurua navelo bradele moski shondes. Receive a new heart. Receive a new heart. Korolos. Shasumendolo feruski basatose. Ha 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 ha. Koname mahandi liose zufe. Receive a new heart. Shukumoriandeske velimbrodeske. Can I pray for you? Jorolobose. Mande velombre dilaske sunte vedubriatos. May your eyes be open. In the name of Jesus. Touch. Touch. The hand of the Lord rest upon you. Ha. Neyamo. Mulama no sevorias. Kis kuman tusunda levores. 
pretus kishons in vondala balis zutula varemondis kezuriates odayas pale sos mondelevilio kretus kishatose he shall pull you out from your friends and set you apart for himself in the name of jesus thank you lord we're out of time But the hand of the Lord is on all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. This week, you will have visions in your dreams and see angels and have encounters from heaven. For the time is at hand, saith the Lord. That I will manifest myself unto you. Ratiklemo shavendo rabidoski sotabadayas. I will encourage you to make this week a special week where you will dedicate time to seek the Lord. The Lord will reveal Himself to you in the name of Jesus. The Lord give you His peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace? Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. This anointing will be an anointing to be a diligent seeker. Okay? He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will be a diligent seeker forever. Amen. God bless you. I see you all at camp.